Hello and welcome to On The Roof with Sunny and Tiff. Thanks for tuning in for another episode with us. Today it's Sunny's turn. She's bringing something to the table for us to have a conversation around. So I'm going to hand it over to Sunny for her to share. Hello. So throughout the week, I got really triggered by something that was presented to me and I was having a great old week and loving life and, you know, like just feeling feeling really great, just in a really great place um, in general. And this thing happened and, oh God, I was just like completely thrown off. So I wanted to open up this conversation around it, around being triggered, but also then how I kind of dealt with it and how I responded, which is really different to uh, previous, you know, previous, I guess, when something that would have happened that really triggered me and on a really deep level. And it's, you know, it's something that happened around family. So that is usually the number one trigger for most people is, is family. So yeah, it was just, it was a real like instantaneously like oh like just feeling like what you know why why did this happen why do I have to deal with this you know the anger the the heaviness of it all so I felt that and I was I really allowed myself to to feel those feelings and to go through that I you know used the the tools that I have learnt and I was really able to process and quite quickly come to the conclusion that this wasn't my stuff. Like it was not my stuff to have to deal with. And so from coming to that realization, I was really quickly able to process it, acknowledge it, like, you know, acknowledge how I was feeling, acknowledge what had happened had happened. And yeah, really just um, move on a lot quicker than I previously would have. And I'm so grateful for that <laughs> because I know in the past, I things can happen that trigger me on a real deep level and I can spiral down into a really dark place very quickly and it can take a while for me to come out of it. And it's a real physical response. So yeah, I'm really grateful for the tools that I had and for the yeah the process that I went through that was really quick and relatively pain free. <laughs> so a big part of the the realization, I guess, was that realizing that uh, the emotion that came from the interaction that triggered me was actually not mine. And I was able to really release that and not just hang on to it and analyze it and process it and feel it and all those those things. I was just like, look, this actually isn't mine. So that was, yeah, that was really great to be able to acknowledge that. Um, and I actually went through a, a period of being really angry that someone had dumped their emotions on me <laughs> because I didn't want to, like, I was like, I, I don't want this stuff. Like, I don't want it. But then, you know, in, in reflection, I was like, well, look, that's just, that's okay as well um, because we, we probably all dump things on each other. But um, in terms of human design, Tiff and I really wanted to talk about the differences in, in humans' inner authority in the human design definition. And it's really, really interesting that half of the population have 
an emotional authority and the other half of the population don't. Um, so they have, you know, what's called an open um, solar plexus, which is the area that is in relation to our emotions. I have that. I'm called a non-emotional and TIFF is an emotional. So we thought we would bring that to the table and talk about being triggered and I guess how that plays out for each of us um, without being emotional and a non-emotional. So I was really able to, to see quite clearly having this knowledge, which I'm so grateful for, I was really clearly able to see that I could, I, I previously would have taken on that emotion and magnified it and made it bigger for myself and let it really, really affect me. But I was able to realize that this was not my emotion and not take it on board. It's interesting whenever emotions come up um, and it's often like you said, like they they are what drive us to become triggered in some way and or are a result of being triggered is probably more accurate. And when we started diving into the human design aspect of what you had experienced and me being an emotional, so with a defined solar plexus and you're non-emotional. And it's very easy sometimes to take the, the terminology of human design and go, oh, so Tiff's emotional and Sunny's not emotional. It, like That's not actually very accurate. <laughs> it's I'm sometimes probably less emotional than you about some things and vice versa. So it's got nothing to do with what we naturally perceive it to, to mean it's more for me and this is where now I use this tool to really help me in my day-to-day life because as an emotional authority and that's what happens when you've got the defined solar plexus I am not designed to make uh, decisions important decisions in my life quickly it's it's how I shouldn't operate and whereas you, Sunny, you have a different authority, you're splenic, so you can trust your gut. You can instantly have this feeling in your body of, mm, yes, mm, no, whether something's right or wrong for you, whereas I don't have that. And I should be allowing myself time to process um, important things and decisions. But when it comes to outside of making decisions around things, like in this instance where something triggers us, for me as an emotional, I have to ride the wave because something has caused me to become emotional. And then the best thing for me to do is to go, okay, emotional about something, whether I'm angry or sad or frustrated or whatever it might be that has come up from something that's happened, I need to ride that wave out. And that is what we as emotional people and beings in our design are here to help the other 50% of the population, like yourself, Sunny, to understand that we as humans are going to have emotions and that's okay. Um, but we need to write it out. Um, we also just need to go from the highs to the lows and we don't want people to ask us, why are you feeling like that or stop feeling like that? Or it's just what we have to go through and process. Um, and for us, for me, my emotional state is based on me, my, like what's true to me at the moment. It's got nothing to do with anybody else. Whereas for you, 
in that situation where, and it's probably why now you're feeling so, well, not right now, but when it happened, you were feeling angry, like you said, about some feeling like someone's dumped this emotion on you that you now have to deal with because you're undefined. It's not surprising that that's how you felt because basically you were taking on someone else's emotions and because you have that level of awareness, you're like, I don't want this. This isn't mine. And that's true. It wasn't yours. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And it was, it was, it was around a decision as well. And so it was so clear. It was like, I could take on this emotion and make a decision based on the, this emotion that I'm feeling and taking on from someone else and magnifying it because, you know, I don't necessarily have my, um, uh, yeah, like uh, magnify it, make it bigger. You know, it's like make a, a, a mountain out of a molehill, mo, mo whatever that word is, <laughs> um, you know, and, and make my decision based on that. So I really had to consciously go, oh, okay, I can see what's happening here. I can feel in my body what's happening here. And going back to my authority, which is my sacral, which is like my gut. And it was like, I knew the answer. I knew the answer. I could, I was strong in that answer. I didn't necessarily have to give my answer then, but I knew it internally. And then I was able to release the emotion around it. Yeah. And you did just correct me then. I think I said that you were splenic authority, but you are your sacral. So, um, which is your gut feeling. Yeah. And it's interesting because as an undefined, if you don't actually understand what we're talking about with human design and if you actually are undefined and not emotional, sometimes when you've got all these emotions that you're taking on from other people, it can feel like there's this chaos going on in your body. And like you said, you felt it physically. And that's what it is for non-emotionals. It's you're absorbing other people's emotions. And in, if you don't understand that, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why am I feeling like this? And because you also actually amplify the emotions of others through this open center, it's always going to internally feel so much stronger. So I might come along and be a little bit sad and then you're going to feel even sadder from my emotion or, you know, again, like you, someone's angry or whatever it might be their level so if someone is really 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 angry and they come and you take that on then it's going to be an extreme anger for you if you don't have that ability to go oh hang on a sec this isn't my anger i <laughs> i don't need this and uh you know it's you are they do say that undefines are more empathic because you are taking on those emotions of others but that doesn't mean you have to be a slave to your emotions either I think that's an important point yeah absolutely I can uh, I I felt so overly sensitive and out of control of my emotions for a lot of my life <laughs> um until I started learning about this and just being aware like and, and I'm it's not saying that I no longer feel emotions now I'm just like this walking zombie it's not that at all I I still pick up on people's emotions, but I respond to them in a way that's not reactive. You know, that is the key thing. It's like, oh, you know, and I, there's such a beauty in it because, you know, if you come to me, Tiff, and you're like totally vibing out on something amazing like human design, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my God, like I can pick up on that and just be like, 
even more extreme and just so much more um, vibrant and yeah, like lit up about it. Um, because that's like the beauty and the gift of having an open solar plexus. But yeah, obviously the, the flip side of that is that you can feel the the more heavier emotions even more magnified as well. But yeah, now that I'm aware of that is just, yeah, it's still, I still got triggered. Like for sure I got triggered, uh, but I was able to, yeah, clear it out a lot quicker and I didn't go through, you know, the physical punishment, I guess, that I would have previously put myself through. Yeah. And you also brought up earlier when we were talking about this around our children and how both your children are emotional authorities. So they've got, they're like me. Um, and that you and your husband are non-emotionals and you made the comment around that you feel like previously you've always said to them like, you know, don't be emotional or somehow sort of suppressing that a little bit within them. Um, and I don't think that that's the, the most accurate way of looking at it in that a non-emotional is going to tell an emotional to not be emotional, (laughs) um, but like I said to you, I felt like it was that that situation where so you as an undefined, you're a lot more susceptible to the not self theme of that center, which is avoiding confrontation and truth. And so what I feel like plays out when we've got an emotional and a non-emotional interacting with each other and there's emotions involved and that sometimes the non-emotional like yourself could turn around to say your child who's the emotional and go oh stop stop crying or stop being like that stop being so emotional it's more because you're going you know you're going to take that all on and there's probably this fear that as soon as you take on an emotion that oh god now now I've got to deal with it and maybe yeah, because when it's that's children that are showing emotion, there's that fear of, oh God, they might be emotional because of something I've done or I've done something wrong as a parent or I need to fix this for them. And so there's this reality of the non-emotionals are probably the ones a lot of the time trying to stop people showing emotions because they don't want to deal with the situation, the truth, or actually go, look, what's going on? Why are you feeling? Or, you know, or understand that emotions exist and that that's just their reality mm-hmm. and they're going to need to deal with these emotions and experience them and they're going to come out the other side. They're going to be fine. They will be, you know, they won't be angry or sad forever. But that's hard, I think, for a non-emotional to actually deal with in the heat of the moment when there's emotions involved, when they're absorbing those emotions. Yeah, exactly. It's spot on. And it's, it's, it's a lack of understanding. And, be, uh, you know, one of the types of the emotional waves is literally like all day, just this constant, or this steady up and down wave of emotion. And that, that is perfectly normal. But for me as a mother <laughs> who is non-emotional and not having an understanding or an awareness even of that you know like my child could walk in in from school like oh my god happy as Larry like literally on like 10 out of 10 and then 10 minutes later come out of their room like flatlining like (laughs) and like what I need an answer well why is that 
you know, is it something I did? Is it, you know, needing to understand that? Um, because, yeah, I usually have to deal with the slamming doors or the, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And now I know that, okay, that's, I can just let that be. I don't have to react because my reaction being an open, my reaction is bigger than the initial emotion that's being felt. <laughs> so, yeah, like you said, it's like we just magnify everything and make the problem so much worse. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just it's an awareness now, which is so empowering, and it allows my children to just go through their ways without being, like, prodded, you know. And maybe it's made me think of, you know, your initial story about something happening with a family member that obviously was a trigger and caused this emotion or, you know, these emotions to be passed on to you when you didn't really want them. And it's something that now I'm trying to do a little bit more of, of when, and I don't know the emotional, um, you know, whether people are non-emotional or emotional in a lot of my family members, like I've run the charts for a lot of people in my life, but there's also a lot of people that I don't know what their chart is. So sometimes I don't know what I'm actually dealing with, but I'm trying to get better at when I'm listening to people and there is emotion involved. I first of all sort of say to myself, like, this isn't, I'm not here to listen to this and fix it. It's, or am I just listening to this at this point, just as a listening post for them. And so, you know, there are some people that say, psychologists and therapists out there that say to people, you know, if someone is venting on you or unloading on you, you have the opportunity to say, look, what do you want me to do in this situation? Do you want me to A, just listen? B, do you want me to share my opinions and, you know, process this with you? Or C, you know, give you all this advice and tell you what you need to go and do or, you know, like, and I think sometimes we, when there's emotion involved, we can run to the the third option and think that, oh my God, like I've got to take this all on and I've got to, I've got to find the solution for this person or whatever it might be. Whereas I think there's a, there's a lot of power that comes out of sometimes just going, first of all, getting the permission and going, look, do you just need to, you just need someone to rant to or unload on? Okay, cool. I know what my role is here and I don't have to take any of this on and for me like I'm not going to be taking on their emotions but I could end up feeling emotional about the situation depending on what they tell me whereas I've found that if I say to them like if I get that permission to look they just they just want to tell me something to get it off their chest they don't want know-it-all Tiffany to come out and give them any solutions or tell them what to do it takes that pressure off for me and I feel like I don't um, I don't get as an emotional about that situation, which is probably only true to me being an emotional because it's not like I'm absorbing their their emotions. But for you, it could be a situation where you might be less likely to absorb as much emotion if you know that that's your role in that in that interaction, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And you touched on empathy before and that's something that yeah like I, I don't know if that's me being open and having that open solar plexus or you know I'm sure there's so many other things about me that makes people feel safe talking to me but yeah there has been times where I've I, ha I haven't been able to do that without 
feeling just completely overcome with empathy or with the feelings and the emotions. And that I think did, I feared that. I feared feeling that like heaviness in my heart. So I think I built I built a bit of a wall around that and would not engage in those conversations. I would not put make myself available for those conversations because it hurt so much. Um, so yeah, now I'm able to do that so much more often. Of yeah, just having a real quick. Do you want me to just listen? Yes, awesome, great. I'm I've become a, a much better listener because yeah, I wanted to fix everything as well. So yeah, that's so key what you just said. Yeah, I don't think it actually really matters if you're emotional or non-emotional, that that conditioning of sometimes around when people come to you with their problems, it's all about we've got to try and fix it. And I don't know, as a, as a woman, sometimes that's been the thing around having a husband or being a wife, having a husband. And I've heard a lot of women talk about this before of sometimes when we as women emotionally vent to our husbands, we're not actually doing it because we want them to fix anything. We're just wanting to vent. And then when they turn around and they go, oh, well, have you thought about this? Or why don't you do this? Is when we lose our shit even more because we're like, oh, we don't want you to tell us what to do or what to fix. We just want you to listen. (laughs) And that's not in their nature either. They're like, I'm a man. I want to fix this for you. You're someone I love. I want to try and do make this right for you. <laughs> it's like this mismatch yep. of, um, yeah, if only we could all sort it out, it might be a lot easier for us all when we're yeah. dealing with emotional yeah. situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, communication, right? <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, everything for me goes back to communication, I think. And if we can communicate when we're neutral and we're, yeah, we can, we, we can become quite not skilled in communication because anyone can like speak really well, but being tapped into our bodies and communicating that, like that is a skill. That is what, if we all were really good at that, like, I don't know, world peace. (laughs) Yeah. And an important point though, is that when you're emotionally triggered or you're in an emotional state, it's often hard to communicate effectively because you are, you're emotional. And so if we do have that level of self-awareness to go, I'm bloody emotional right now. So whatever's happened, like in your situation, Sunny, you going, okay, I've taken on someone's emotions here. I'm heightened. I need to take myself away. And one thing for you is that, you know, you need to move the emotions through your body. So don't push them down or try to ignore them or anything like that. You've just got to acknowledge that they're there. And so... I sort of see that as maybe sometimes the best thing for you would be to actually just go for a walk or something like that. Like non-emotionals, you're feeling emotional, get the body moving, try and get that emotion out. And if there is a situation where you're needing to communicate, but you recognize that you're emotional, just going, look, now's not the right time. Like happy to have this conversation, but I can probably see where this is going to go because I'm feeling this way. And for me, I know that sometimes when I'm in a heightened or like even a really low emotional state, I can now go, now's not the best time for me to have this conversation with my boss or with my husband or with my child, whoever it might be, because I know what 
part of my emotional wave I'm in. And I've almost been able to recognize as well my timeline of my emotional wave. It's why I say to myself, 24 hours is sort of my period of time where for me, I have to wait at least 24 hours before I make a decision on anything that's very important because that's generally when I've gone through the whole high-low process. That's not true to everybody who's an emotional authority. Some people have shorter or longer emotional waves, but that's what I've found true to me. And so for me, and it's because you have the your you have the emotional authority. Um, I just it's so important for you to actually go through a whole wave, right? Like you know, it's not like like I can't tell you, oh, Tiffany, just snap out of it. Like it's so important to allow you to go through the, the high and the low and then cut back down to neutral. Yeah. Yeah. You you shouldn't tell emotionals to snap out of it. It just makes us shitty. It's so um, we, especially if we're in the really low part of our emotional wave, it's the last thing you want to tell us. Yeah, you're right. It's we do. We need to go through that whole wave. We don't like to be interrupted through it. But then once we've we've done it, it's like we're new people as well. And that's what I find for me. It's like this 24-hour period. I can be having a really just shit day or shit afternoon. And I know, give me sort of 24 hours and I'm done. Like I'll, I'll be back to like a reset sort of status. And yeah, and it and I know that because it's my emotions that I'm dealing with. I'm not taking on anybody else's. It's it's just me. I'm just working through my shit and that's it. Whereas for you, Sunny, you might not know how long you're going to be feeling emotional for depending on who you're around, the level of emotion that you've absorbed from somebody else and, and all these other things. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting when you dive into this part of human design. Mm. It's so interesting and like we touched on before, I, you know, if, if you're, if you're listening to this, I think it's, it's really powerful to know that literally half of the world is emotional and half of the world is not emotional um, in the way that, in the terms that we've described it. So yeah, it's like we're even and, and unless you actually know someone's human design, then yeah, you know, we don't really know what we're dealing with. <laughs> no. And I think, for me, the biggest learning came when I understood what my emotional authority is, has been that support around how to make decisions in my life. So it's different for you. It's not your, it's not your authority. Um, but for me, knowing that my authority is emotional, it's a game changer. It is one of the things that really do support you to live aligned with your your design is to know what your authority is and when you know that you're emotional it helps you go okay it doesn't matter how much pressure I'm under to make a decision if it's one of those important decisions in your life e.g work job relationships moving houses or moving to different places or accepting marriage proposals even I suppose anything like that you need to allow yourself time to process it through your emotional wave before you make a decision. And it's so true to me because I look back in my life and the amount of times where I felt the pressure to, I've got to make a decision quickly and I've made a decision without following that authority, without giving myself time, they generally haven't been my best decisions. And the times when I've gone, no, I'm just going to 
wait a few days, see how I feel about this. Those decisions always end up being more correct and work out better in the long run for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask you that question of can you identify of times when you've made a decision in an emotional state, a high, high or a low, low, yeah, and, and how they've played out. Um, I just, like, you you really honed in on how important and how powerful knowing that about yourself has been for you and I can see the changes in my kids as well of me being able to gift that to them, for them to know that about themselves. Like, you know, it's so empowering because I have seen when they've made decisions from an emotional place you know, in rage or in like a a high, like a huge high and, yeah, how they've played out. And it's just been, you know, such a game changer for them and their their kids, you know, my daughter's nine. But so I have been able to find ways that I can show her or, you know, remind her, I guess, of that, you know, don't, okay, let's just think about it and I can prompt her and and teach her to, to wait basically it's helping her to be patient and um and the same with my son so yeah so powerful so grateful for this this tool yeah it can be a life changer that's for sure all right thank you for another insightful fun conversation sunny and thank you to if this one was pretty human design <laughs> yeah no it definitely was and If you're into human design, then hopefully it's been something that's been interesting to you. But I think even people who aren't into human design, we all deal with emotions all the time and we deal with other people who are emotional all the time. So it might give you a bit of an insight into what's going on with humans when there's emotions involved, when you look at it through the lens of human design. Uh, You don't need to necessarily understand human design or even your design to be able to listen to some of this and go oh yeah that makes sense I see humans doing that or I've felt like that myself so but yeah it's always interesting to look at things from this angle from this lens I think with with human design and helps you just have that different perspective so right thank you for listening and we hope you join us for the next episode We wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we speak, the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation and the Ghana people of the Ghana country. We pay respects to their elders past and present. Thank you for listening today and we hope you enjoy our future episodes.